I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Guilty pleasures and growing pains with Nina and friends. Phone sex with you. Sorry that video is on. That's how this show is going to start today because we're calling this the Quarantine Diaries Edition. If you happened to catch last week's episode, then you know that that's what I've decided to dub this series within the series of guilty pleasures and growing pains. And I will get to my diary entry a little bit later. I was going to start with it, but I think that after talking to my friends that are also essential workers and here at the radio Hello. station with me, I decided to just save that one for the end. So we'll get to the diary entry, but basically Quarantine Diaries is talking about what's happening in quarantine. Mm. And maybe from a little bit of a different perspective, because I don't have kids running around my house. I don't have a spouse that I share my space with. It's just me. And I'm introducing you to my essential worker friends that also, I think it's just you two, like you guys too, right? Like Yeah, it's just us. So, Ange and Krista are back in action. Krista's taking a selfie. I am. Currently of herself in action. And if you would like to see the picture, you can follow her at... Krista J3183. That's Krista with the K. Oh, my God. J3183, gang. <laughs> well, I think what I'm going to start by asking you guys is, have you done anything you aren't supposed to do during your quarantine? Mm, I did. I took my dog to the beach... Um, in Lake Forest, I used to go, th- or I used to go to college there um, for like a semester, and we had a private beach. Now nobody gets to go over there. It's super, super um, chill. I went on one of the coldest days. Um, it wasn't super cold for my dog, but I wanted to get him out. I wanted to let him run, and there was literally nobody around. So was, why weren't you supposed to do that? Isn't that fine? Like you can go for a walk. I, I see. I don't know because I know the now. beaches are closed here, yeah. but they're still open over there. So oh, I'm like, good. does it count if no. I'm in a different city and the rules are different? I I don't know. Oh my gosh. But I, I was super careful, obviously, and um, I carry hand sanitizer in my car, and I'm, I'm really careful, so just wanted to get my dog out. No, but did you also see, side note, sorry, side note, um, that you do need to be extra careful with your dog because dogs can get it? Yeah, I yes. saw that. I was really scared. I also saw on the news that, like, tigers got it in um, the Bronx Zoo. Zoo. Yeah, the Bronx Zoo. Yeah, if you haven't heard the story, it's been kind of making the news cycle for a while, but there's a tiger at the Bronx Zoo that tested positive for the Rona. You know what, though? I I don't know. I don't trust any of this. All this tiger talk out of How nowhere. How on earth Come did on. this tiger get said from test a per- from a person? People who are out here really needing tests. Like I, that breaks that's me. That's another one. Yeah. I, I didn't read deeper. I'm sometimes guilty of reading headlines and not reading yeah. deeper. But I would assume like in order for a tiger to get a test, it must have been showing some kind of oh, symptoms. Well, I did read the article and it did say that um, the 
the uh, person that was taking care of the tiger tested positive for COVID. And that's oh, what that led to then. the CDC asking, hey, let's, I wonder if animals can get it too. Right. And let's they can. Let's test this animal. And, yeah. they, and they can. And they so can. if you hadn't heard that yet, you can pull up some other articles. I'm not a doctor, <laughs> so please don't take it as fact. <laughs> but your pets can contract it. It's less likely for you to get it from your pets. Correct. But if you are practicing social distancing and you have it, you have to also do it from your from your animals. Yeah. They're saying it's harder from dogs, easier for cats. But again, not a doctor, so definitely do a little bit of research if you are a pet owner. But now, Krista, what about you? Have you done anything you aren't supposed to do? No, y'all, I've been good. Good answer. I've been keech- like peachy keen. So if there's anything that I can think of, it's been maybe a week ago. I risked it all, and I took the train coming to work. Um, and I regret it because it was scary. Like, the the those who are left over that are taking the train essential workers but no there were no essential workers on the train they were people who don't watch the news and listen to the radio Uh, they were people who are just out here no mask no protection but the people that i did see that were walking to work had on masks had on gloves were protecting themselves so since that day i've been walking to and from work from home every single day because when i got home from taking the train i was shook i was like my spirit doesn't feel right like i'm not supposed to be taking public transit right now i just just don't feel it it feels scary when you're around other people this morning actually was the first day that i walked yeah and i've been talking about doing this for a while but before i left my house i always felt like it was like okay this is a toss-up you're either gonna get rona from some type of you know shared driver in the uber or something like that or on your way to walking to work, you're exactly. going to get robbed or murdered. Exactly. So you it, risk it all. So right? what is worse, getting Rona from an Uber or getting robbed or, or killed? Mimi, uh, I don't know. So the walk actually was fine. Yeah. It was really peaceful, and I loved it. And by the time I got here, I felt more awake. Like it's better Same. than a cup of coffee. So there wasn't that many people out there. There were essential workers, like mm-hmm. truck drivers and stuff. And I saw cops circ- like circulating the area. So I was like, you know what? I think I might do this walk again. Yeah. But I do have a mask and gloves, thanks to my parents and the care package that they sent me from Seattle. Yes, friends. Thank you, Mom, Dad. So really, though, for the most part, I think it's fair to say we've all been really doing a good job. Mm -hmm. Minus you going to the beach, but, like, your dog needs to breathe. Right. I mean, I know. There was no one around, so I'm hoping that that was okay. (laughs) I've been been struggling, but I've been so good. Like, I have not hung out with friends. I have not gone, like... Anywhere I'm really not supposed to go. I've been, I guys, I've been learning everything. I'm trying to teach myself the most because I don't know. This is this is crazy. Oh, I get I'm bored. Still taking online classes. Oh, yeah. I sure am, how's guys. I, how's Ivy League life? Yes, hey, queen. man, this stuff is hard. Let me tell you, I sit there and I'll watch my professor like do his lecture. It's usually a two hour lecture. And I have to watch it again, not because he's hot or anything, but because I, I just don't get yeah, it retaining sometimes. retaining that information. Right. He is it. hot, by the way. You go to Yale. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> oh, my God. You go to Yale and you have a hot Yale professor? Um, It's Harvard. Oh. But, um, ooh, ooh. <laughs> ooh, get it right. Excuse me, ma'am. Um, Sorry, guys. Yale can go over kidding. there. I go to Harvard. Excuse <laughs> you. Kidding. That's what she said. If you no, didn't get wow. it. I'm also a very visual person. I like when things are right in front of me. So to watch it online, it's like a little, you know, I, I don't You're know. like, take your clothes off and tell me how to make the app from your nipple to your belly oh button. What does that look like? <laughs> no, I think that's so admirable, Angie, because it's free. Let's talk about that. And when all of this is said and done and you're finished, you literally get to say you have a rather it's a certificate mm-hmm. or a degree you get the or certificate you yeah. get it like that's mm-hmm. yours from harvard yeah during the 
biggest crisis that our generation has seen in a very long time. That's so dope. And shout out to Harvard, though, because let's also add that it's free. Yeah. This is her free. Not Thank God. It's, yeah. an, it's an if you missed the um, episode where Angie was talking about how she decided to do this. It's a free um, app learning or app making class. So yeah, all eight Ivy League schools are offering um, free online courses, and there's like a plethora of um, different categories that you can um, choose from. We actually have the link on 1043jams.com if you need to find <laughs> find that. <laughs> um, but yeah, all the schools are on there. You just sign up, um, and what's really cool is yeah, so they're all free. Um, um, if you do want the certificate, little disclaimer though, it is about, um, I think now it would be like $80. Um, shout out to Gabe who gave me burr, 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 money burr. to get my certificate. So I'm excited about that. But um, yeah, it's super free and you can learn a lot of things. I mean, you know, you have all this time, so why not like use it wisely? I know this is um, going to come up a little bit later, but that's like one of the things I've been thinking about. Use the time wisely, which is what I was preaching initially, right? And then after you get into, I don't even know what day this is as far as like quarantine. You know, some people got their <laughs> I hashtag. I think it's Wednesday. Day 16. Girl, I think day... it's like 19. Oh, like day like 27 or I have, 28. I have oh. no, I don't, I don't keep a track. Lot. I have no idea. But... There was this question that kind of came up as I was talking to my friend Heidi the other day on the phone, and she lives in Seattle, different perspective, married, two kids. And I just was like, yo, like, I've been saying we're going to have an opportunity to thrive on the other side of this. Things are going to be so great if you just use your time. You know, I've been telling Angie to use her time. Meanwhile, I'm like, is it more important to be productive during this time? Or to be gentle with yourself and do the things that you feel like you need to do to feed you because you know what your body craves just to get through it. And being a person that was initially like, yeah, you should be productive. Use the time. How often are you going to get to be alone in your space? Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, my actual self and my body is responding in a different way. Okay. And Gabe and I kind of talked about this on the air a little bit, like about stress and like how it presents itself in your life. And normally when I feel stressed out, using my life as an example, normally when I feel stressed out, I can feel it. Like I'm shaky. My heart is racing. I have really bad anxiety. Like it's a very present feeling that you cannot ignore. I think that throughout this experience and being a person that feels like they have to be strong as, you know, an essential worker that is going in and essential is such a funny term to use right now, since we are not on the front lines, we are not healthcare workers. We are not the nurses and doctors because God bless every single one of them. Thank you guys. Mm -hmm. Um, But we do come in here and our job at the station is to try to be entertainment, a form of light. And we are constantly also bombarded with articles and stuff. So I feel like when we're here, we're, you know, all in it. And then when I go home, I try to take care of myself and not watch the news and not watch the president speak every day because I just can't. I'll catch up in the morning. And now I feel like stress is presenting itself in a different way. I feel like I got control of my life consciously, subconsciously. I'm feeling the stresses in sleep, in eating habits, in, you know, heart racing in this situation or just like crying for no reason until I try to figure out like why. That's right. And I, I don't know. I feel fine. If you yeah. ask me like how I'm doing, I'm great. I am grateful to have a job and I am healthy and so is my family and, and my friends. So thank you. But subconsciously, I think that that stress is starting to pop up in other places. Thankfully, it's not a big zit on my nose, but like, <laughs> you know, because I can't see it. But yeah. I feel it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Crystal clear. Yeah. Well, to go back to what you were saying, you were saying, should you use your time to be like super productive or right, kind of right, just right. like relax and stuff? Honestly, I think... 
I mean, obviously knowing you and your schedule and stuff, I think there's so like you can definitely do both. And especially for me, like I try and do one night where like obviously on the weekends, um, I try to focus more on that online class. But I also, you know, I put my time into like cleaning and that's pretty therapeutic for me. Um, I'll do just like I saw you post um, last night. You had like a self-care day. It doesn't have to be like a whole like five hour thing. Like, you know, even if you do a face mask or like just something to relax, like one of the things that I really like doing, I like doing face masks and I'm such a bougie, bougie on a budget kind of girl. I will like lay in my bed, put like the spa music on my phone, put my little humidifier on and pretend I'm like at a spa. And like after like about 30 minutes of that, I literally feel like a whole new person. But just to go back, like I think that there's there's room for both. Like you can definitely be super productive and educate yourself on something new, but also like really take care of yourself. Right. I am not, I don't feel motivated. Yeah. And that's okay. But that's normal. Yeah. That's okay. Because we've been in this quarantine space for what? 27, 28 days now. And I did not start feeling inspired until I want to say Monday of this week, because I was manic nervous about my parents because my father is um diabetic and i know you know he's easily he's able to contract covid i don't speak that into the world but i stress about that a lot i stressed about work and i stressed about weight gain because when i'm mundane when i don't have an agenda when everything's thrown off i emotionally eat so for the past 27 days White Claw Gang. Sorry, sorry. I'm I'm about to open mine. Hold on. (laughs) For the past 27 days, I have been literally doing nothing but drinking and emotionally eating because I have been fearful and anxious and depressed and nervous. But it wasn't until this past Monday when I realized there's a reason why all of this is happening. And and Mm -hmm. I'm claiming coverage and protection over anybody that may be exposed. I pray healing over you. However, there's... We never get to slow down this much. Right. We ever. never get to, we're never going to have this time ever again. God forbid. You know what I mean? We, we don't get hit with a pandemic again, but... I took it upon myself on Sunday to go to the store and finally purchase that record player. I talked about that on one of your episodes. I saw that you did that. Maybe like two episodes ago. You asked me what I wanted to do during quarantine and I said, I want to invest my time into vinyl and music and reading about credits and investing myself into the lyrics of music. So I broke down and I got it. And ever since then, I've felt this little piece of zen and and calm where it's like you know what what's next so now i'm integrating home workouts yeah and now i'm integrating my gallon of water a day my immunosystem support my vitamins my hair and nail and skin vitamins and it's everybody's path is different so the mm-hmm. reason why i'm saying all of this is it's okay nina for you to feel kind of lost in the sauce because we're all going through this together we don't know what we're doing during this no and i'm really proud of you guys actually because i think that we it's role reversal when this whole thing started i was like i'm gonna be fine i'm in control (laughs) of all of this you know i'm used to being alone and in my space i'm empowered with my alone time and you guys were a little bit nervous and both of you have taken really like really um empowering stances to do things that make you feel better so first of all 
all, I am very proud of both of you. But thank you. And I'm not really sure why I feel as lost as I do right now. I talk to my friends probably more than I ever have. Yeah. Like I mean, like an mm-hmm. ever. And as a transplant and somebody that's moved around a lot, I have friends in different cities, and we're all facetiming so much more. And for the most part, they you know have families, and and nobody else, with the exception of. I shouldn't say that. That's not fair. Two other of my friends are alone. Um, one of them is my friend Astra, who lives in New York. Hey, girl. I know. What's up, baby? Astra. Um, and she has asthma. And so she doesn't leave her apartment. Yeah. And I'm bringing this up because last wow. week when I was talking to her, I think what happened was the day that I was FaceTiming with her is when the trauma of everything kind of started to settle in for me. I think I told you guys both this story separately, but I wanted to share it here because I have never seen anything like this in my life. Now, I have been on my workouts. That, I think, is the one thing that I have stayed very consistent with because I have to, and I refuse to not fit in my jeans or be better. Like, I am going to come out better physically (laughs) on the other side of this. My, like, you know, alone time is being used. However, my brain is starting to spiral because I hate feeling out of control. Okay. Mm-hmm. I hate feeling like I can't help large numbers of people. Like, I, I wish I was a doctor. I wish I could go be a nurse. I, I wish that sometimes. And that's, I think, slightly the empath side of me where I feel things a lot. So the pain that I'm starting to feel is from other people that I feel when I walk home, you know, from watching the news, like sensory overload will hurt me because just how I'm wired. So I'm on the phone, FaceTiming with my friend Astra. She lives in New York, Hell's Kitchen. We used to be neighbors when I lived there. Hot spot, a very big (laughs) hot spot for COVID, yeah. Um, You know, it's a hot spot for COVID. New York is my heart. And so, you know, being away from New York in a time like this is also hard for me. I can only imagine. I'm from Seattle, yes. I live in Chicago, so proud. Chicago is doing a great job. But New York is a very, very large part of my heart. So I'm FaceTiming with Astra. And she's hanging out the window trying to get fresh air because she will not leave her apartment. And all of a sudden, she's like, oh, my God, you have to see this. She turns the phone so I can see the sidewalk. And there are five gentlemen or a woman, too, I don't really know, walking up to her building in hazmat suits. And they're just making their way to the front of her apartment in these hazmat suits. And I'm like, what is that? Now, she knew that somebody in her building had passed from Rona. And it was a man that was living by himself, older gentleman, had a dog, and they knew that the dog, you know, the animal services came for the dog, and which also breaks my heart. This dog doesn't even know what happened. And then in order to get this man out of the building, people in hazmat suits have to come, understandably so, but I'm watching this all happen, and... Then I'm watching him come out on the stretcher and Astro's one of those people. I was like, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. She's like, I don't care. Look, if I have to see it, you have to see it. You know, and I'm just, we're, we're sitting there together like, wow. So first of all, I'm watching a dead body wheeled out of my friend's apartment building and hazmat suits. This is not breaking bad. This is not like a life. movie. This is yeah. real life. This is New York City. That's my neighborhood. I used to live there. Anyway. So I'm just thinking about it. I'm thinking about the guy that died. It took a couple days to find him because he lived alone. I live alone. It took, you know, then my mind started to go towards like, how many times did they do this today? How many more times are they going to do this today? I have have another friend 
um, who I know through Astra, actually. Her name's Wendy. She also lives in New York and went through the same thing because the person in her building, older, older gentleman, passed. And now you have people in hazmat suits in your building. Now, this is New York. I haven't seen it in Chicago, thank God, but I still watched it on FaceTime. And I think that was the turning point for me I, yeah, I can of, tell. of feeling a little bit more out of control and lost. I thought I knew my purpose during this time. To, to share, to uplift, to make people's lives better, to just be a, a voice or an ear, whatever. You know, our job is to entertain. Entertainers make people smile. And if you do that, then that's great, right? Be a good person, make somebody smile, do something great. But I'm watching this and I'm like, oh my God, there's nothing you can do except for protect yourself, love your people. I mean, I'm not completely defeated mm-hmm. or depressed. I'm thinking back to that moment, but that shook me that day. And that was just a bad day all around. Right. Um, last week was hard for us here in our it building. Was, yeah. Yeah. You know, you hear about a lot of people losing jobs, the economy, and all of that. I'm not trying to make this depressing. I'm just telling about You're telling you about yeah. that particular day was a turning point for me. So this weekend was harder because I felt more lost. And then what happens when that when you when you're in that space? You start to think about what do you want in your life? Where are you going to go? What are you going to do? Who do you miss? Who do you want to see? You know, the whole idea of hugging. I talked about this the, the last episode that I did, you guys. I don't know if I told you, but I did it by myself. And it was just a diary entry, which I wrote another one. I'm kind of touching on most of it right now. There's one part of it I will share, and I'll do that again, like I said at the end. But um, I just feel like I had to do something. So to that point, this is happy. I bought an adult paint by number set. Oh, yay. That's exciting. Oh, you talked about this a couple days ago here I, at I, work. Yeah. I wanted to paint. There's like, I used to play the piano. <laughs> I used to paint. I used to do all of these things and I haven't done any of them in years. Yeah. That's okay. exciting. You know, so I was thinking that that would be something fun. And then I really do want love in my life. The more time that I spend alone, which I'm usually very empowered by, I'm starting to really feel what that looks like and how I need to be an active participant in my life and not just like refuse to swipe (laughs) (laughs) and and refuse to like, I'm having a revelation amongst our friendship right now, only because I do look up to you in a very mentorish way when it comes to radio since you've been doing it longer than me. But I'm literally having that moment where it's like, I don't know what your passion projects are. Like, I know your Gracie's and I know your air checks and I know your work. But I've never one time, oh my God, I'm having a moment. Like, I've never realized, like, you know, I like music, right? Radio counts, but I like what I like. Angie likes what she likes, but I've never, yours is, painting like you're in you're devoting your time away from work into something else we talk about this Nina where I'm at your house and you say that you feel like your purpose and your calling is to make people happy and feel good through the airwaves right you know what I mean so it's it's hard for me to picture what your passion projects are outside of the radio so maybe now that you're getting peace of mind and trying to figure out what it is that you can do during quarantine time outside of us broadcasting every day now this is your time for you to indulge in those hobbies and passion projects that you really like you know what's so crazy though and it's true I've been like a workaholic since I was 19 18 years old I graduated from high school and I quickly had three or four jobs and so anything that was fun for me that didn't involve 
me taking care of myself kind of like went to the wayside, but I'm a creative person. Like that's just what I do. I create, I used to sing. That's not a secret. I used to be a singer. I used to write music and perform um, in the Seattle area. And then that just kind of went away, but it brought me to radio. And then the painting was just something that I always thought was kind of fun. And like, I miss pottery. I've started talking about that again, but I can't do it because, you know, we can't take classes right now, but the painting is an easy place to start. And and cooking for me, I love to cook, but it's also an expression of love because I love to cook. For people. But I love to cook for people, you know, so I'm just like that. So it's just been like a weird time because yeah it's almost like you go we talked about this before like you're going backwards wash your hands do this well what were you doing before when you were alone dancing in my room in the mirror what am I doing now dancing alone in my apartment I was at your house when I was alone and it's like okay I have nothing to do I'm not caking with anybody I'm going to Nina's or I'm going to Nina's you know what I mean like I don't it's weird having to stop yourself from doing what's normal so I know and I think that on the other side of this this goes back to what my initial like I'm going to be optimistic in this time was is that we'll thrive on the other side of this which is true if you use the time to have some kind of new skill which I can I'm a great show watcher because it's a great (laughs) place to escape um I'm not going to talk about the shows that I've been watching this time even though I'm super caught up on all of Daniel Craig's 007 like (laughs) oh my god James Bond but I just loved it because it was badass and like normally I'm this hopeless romantic type of like get me lost in a Hallmark movie and I'm like show me action because my mantra during this quarantine outside of you know self-reflection trying to help people and Chris and I were talking about this Angie before you you joined us here on the carpet at work for essential worker time (laughs) um, was that I don't want to get rejected in a quarantine. Oh my God. I was just about to ask. Yeah. That I I was going to, can I ask this without sounding too overtly sexual? Ask it. Are we just horny? Is that what's contributing? No, I I think it's a combination (laughs) of, of needing physical fulfillment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, That's real. But I also think that, and I mentioned this before, it's just physical touch at all. Like we're sitting together, but we are six feet away from each other. And we are also not hugging. You normally, we hug each other. other And so like, there's that. And you know, a few weeks ago, like I started talking to somebody and I was, no. Okay. I was talking to a friend because he is my friend, okay? He's been my friend for the last year, but I couldn't help but get kind of nostalgic because at this time last year, we were dating very briefly and this exact time, like we were falling apart. And so I can't help but have him on my mind because I still enjoy him. He makes me happy. Like he makes me laugh. Like he's a person I love to talk to even as a friend. But then like in my mind, I'm like, I don't know. Like, could we have a situation right now? Listen, he's not trying to have a situation right now. Like I can tell we are friends. We, we are friends. I'm not questioning that. Yeah. But I was like, well, what if I set it up? And then, okay, cool. Let's say, let's say he agrees hypothetically, right? Well, I'm going to catch feelings. I know that 100% mm-hmm. about myself because I really care about this person. And then the other side of it is, is that could he like care for me in that way again? I don't know, but I'm not going to find out because I don't want to get rejected in a quarantine. And I think I'm answering my own question by even having the thought that he would reject the concept is my own rejection. I just don't need to hear it from him. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So it's like, just sit with yourself, Nina, and just keep it. I'm not getting rejected in a quarantine. I think you're a little hard on yourself. Why? Because... Anybody's lucky to be with you, right? Or anybody's lucky to be affiliated with you or even know you as a person. And I understand 
not wanting to risk it all and put yourself out there during quarantine because then you're going to be alone with your thoughts. But on the contrary, I do feel like you have a lot to offer anybody that wants to be in your space and presence. Thank and you. I do feel, and I'm not gassing you because you're my dog. I'm being, I'm being honest because you have your shit together. You can bleep that out later. I'll leave it. But <laughs> and I'll take it. Thank I think you. You're being hard on yourself because I don't know if there's that realization of that. Like I hear it and you, you give me ego boosters when I need it, but I just feel like said person that you don't want to be rejected by in quarantine has too much of a, uh, opinion no, about may- what you got going on. Maybe, maybe not. I don't really think he thinks anything to be honest. If okay. he did, you know, we would probably talk more and we, we talk like this isn't even me. <sighs> I don't know. I guess I'm hopeful. I understand that it's a friendship. Like I understand that that line's already been drawn in the sand because you know, this was more him than me for this to have gone the direction that it did. And plus it was a year ago. It wasn't even a very long time. It's just a person that I think about. So, and he's wonderful. And I like that we can part ways and and say that about each other. I don't think he has anything bad to say about me. I got you. Pause. Girl. insert crickets listen no. I've done my share yeah. of whatever to, con- to contribute to it but and that's okay and maybe it's just like it's not right and but that's the other side of it now you're just thinking about things and, and trying to go backwards I don't think so though I think that some people just are special and sometimes you can just accept that as okay. that and, and move forward because there's other people I don't think about at all yeah, I respect that. <laughs> so anyways, my point was, I, didn't, I don't want to dig or, or go too deep in what that was. I loved it. It's over. We're friends. Love him still. Um, but I just don't want to get rejected in quarantine. Like, who wants to sit in their own rejection? You don't want to be rejected in quarantine. I was rejected during quarantine. Okay, well, how do you feel about being rejected you in know, quarantine? You know, it didn't make me or break me. But how did you get to a rejection point? I got to a rejection point because I have a certain person in my life that was my mentor like 10 years ago when I was getting acclimated to Chicago from Kentucky. And he's a very special person in my life. However, we have two totally, completely different lifestyles. He's a father. I'm not. So I don't understand the concept of putting all of your free time into a child. Lord, forgive me. I'm working on it. (laughs) I'm working on it. Just to be completely transparent, I'm working on it, Nene. Shut up. I'm rolling on the ground right now. You don't think you'd be giving all your time to your kids? You know what it is? I would be, but now I'm realizing as I get older, oh, it's not that you're ignoring me because you want to. You're you're busy. You know what I mean? It is what uh, okay. it is. So Fair. I ended up um, pretty much emotionally unloading on this person like three months ago. And he just did not deserve it. So I felt like, okay, it's COVID-19. People are passing away. People are getting sick. So I wanted to extend him an apology. I was like, you know what? I was going through it a couple months ago. Okay. I had just had this traumatic event with my ex-boyfriend and I unloaded all of that energy onto you and I just wanted to say I'm sorry and buddy did not write me back (laughs) after you apologized I was like listen I know I messed up I know I was in the wrong I know I did a b and c I'm trying to move on with d e and f Yeah. And girl, put down your white claw, please. I just wanted to move on because life is short, but buddy did not write me back. So that was my rejection in quarantine. So then a couple days passed, I realized he never wrote me back. And I said, you know what? My bad for reaching out. Don't worry about it again. And that was it. So I don't know if this person's gone from my life or in it. Couldn't tell you, but 
I was hurt for about two and a half days. Sure. And then realized that I'm dope AF. Totally. <laughs> Facts. You know? So I'm cool about it. Like, it sucks for a couple of days, but then it's about self-love and self-worth mm-hmm. and conquering your, your inner demons to remind yourself, you know what? Whatever he's got going on, let him deal with that. You've got what you got going on. So, well, And I think even bigger than that, you apologize. I, I think did, for anybody yeah. to apologize, even when they're the one that was wilding in any particular instance, like... Mm-hmm apologizing regardless of how the other person receives it is the right thing to do. So even if he didn't want it, you did the right thing for you. And I, I'm sure you will hear from him again in a matter of months. That's just the way that you guys' relationship is. And if you wanted to change, that's called boundaries. And that's a different conversation. I'm working on that. We'll save that for another episode. I have a question for you guys. (laughs) Yes. Do you guys think that it's even worth the time trying to get to know like a new person during this time or like even thinking about like trying to date this person you are living your real life love is blind episode <laughs> minus the blind blind part oh no I'm, I'm blind I'm negative nine in both eyes I don't know if I'm <laughs> she's sitting. Know. You're both. I've never seen. That. I don't know. I've never seen. Yes, Nina. Or who are you, Angie? No. Yes, I do think that. No, well, I've never. Either. I've never seen the show either. But the concept. The concept. I think that you could because we're not only removed from physical touch mm-hmm. and intimacy. You are literally having conversations and getting to know people. It just sucks because, like, so I found this guy on Bumble, and like, he, I mean, we've been talking for a little bit, but then it's like you run out of things to talk about because <laughs> it's like no but listen just listen because it's like you Ow. don't really know that person That's you know what you I mean like I haven't I haven't gone out with you and experienced how you act no, how you are girl, towards no, things that. That's that new generation S word that new new I was about to say I literally just threw my hand up and I was about to just go like this That's like with a little sprinkle new, new. this is that like whatever this young generation mm-hmm. is and, and not I'm not that much older but I've I've, I understand the importance of getting to know somebody and take some time. But now, now the way that it's, you know, the way you've been living, even Angie, like you meet somebody or you hook up or, and then you date or like you make out and then you date or you're flirting. And th- you know what I'm saying? So there's never actually that time where you get to know somebody mentally first yeah. and it's so much more powerful. It and is. if you're running out of things to say, is because you're keeping a surface level type of conversation there. Yeah, it's like, what did you do? I think I'm just like yes, scared girl. because I, I I've never met you. So I don't know. Bored. You know what this I is, mean? But this like, is you. This is you meeting them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you remember that one person that like? Well, there's two people that crush. I'm, I'm trying not to say his name, but New York. Okay. Yeah. We'll just mm. we'll, we'll just leave that one on the table. Mm. When him and He's I, listening. when you. <laughs> This was, it's, it's okay. It's over and done. Best, best wishes. We loved each other very much, but that's another story. Okay. So, but when we first met, we met because he saw, did I ever tell you this? Yeah. He saw a picture of me because he met my friend at a radio junket mm-hmm. and she was like, oh my God, you guys would be perfect together. And he saw pictures of me and he was like, I need to know her. And we started texting before I even met him. I remember seeing pictures being like, I don't know, girl, you're tripping. But we started talking. I don't think I would have even necessarily looked at him twice for no other reason than I just didn't know him. Like you're saying, I didn't even know him. That's physical only. I mean, he's very attractive, but that's different. And so the more we got to know each other, we talked on the phone for three months before we met in person. I was living in California at the time. Was it three months? Maybe it was two months. Something that's like that. valuable. Like, 
And in that time, people were like, oh my God, why are you so in? Why can't you just let go of this guy? I'm like, we talked on the phone for days, for months, like hours at a time. And we didn't even really start FaceTiming towards the end. I don't know why. It was just like we would talk. And to be able to be in that space with somebody is so deep and intimate. And I think that's probably why it lasted so long. I mean, we took the time to get under each other's skin. So by the time that that could go further, we were already under the skin. Then you get deeper and that's how you know people. Yeah. No, I guess that makes sense. I think, I mean, it must be a generation thing because for me, it's like, yeah, like the most I've done is like I've talked to someone for like maybe like a week and then you meet up and then, you know, you do something like super casual at first, like, I don't know, (laughs) movies, I don't, you know, whatever, go to dinner and then you like well yeah. no and then you like you really you up yeah. over Sorry, your shirt guys no I am a I am a respectable I woman I said over your I'm shirt feel oh. up over your <laughs> shirt but you know what I mean oh, and like now I think it's just like so different and I don't know I don't know what to do because I'm like yeah I don't Take I don't know time, what else to bro. say There's to you and talking and just getting to know each other. It's the same thing with friendships. Mm-hmm. Okay. So perfect example could be any one of us. I mean, when Angie and I first met, she knew who I was, who I was before I got here. <laughs> and then, which I appreciate that's radio nerd in you. And that's awesome. And then with Krista, I think it's almost easier to talk about how ours was a surface level first because Angie and I got pretty close pretty fast because mm-hmm. we were spending so much time together. But with Krista, we were too. We just never really got too deep. I just forced my friendship on you. No, but I loved it. And yeah. I think that like we yeah, yeah. talked about this. It's just like at first it's like, yeah, it's the same thing with friends. At first you're like parties and drinks and like, you maybe Realize. you talk about a relationship or job or hair or shoes. And then, you know, you sometimes somebody's got to start to share something first. Yeah. It's usually me, but with Krista, it could go either way. Yeah. <laughs> Being vulnerable. Yeah. And you know, then things start to build on that and what you have in common. And I, honestly, I'm also very picky with the friends that I, that I choose yeah, to let are. in my life at this point. Yeah. Like if I don't vibe with you and we can't get deeper, then that's cool. You keep it here. But if you have an opportunity with somebody that you're talking to that you like and you could get deeper with, go. Now's the time. Because he's not going to be grabbing your butt or trying to fill you up over your top as a distraction. Right Right now, he's going to be trying to get to know you. So when you do meet, oh my God, you know how great that feels? Fireworks, bro. The best kiss of my life. (laughs) Nah, is that fair? One One of the best kisses of my life was when after all of those months when I was talking about how we met and talked on the phone only first... He came to California to see me from New York. I picked him up at the San Francisco airport. I remember I was driving my little black Jetta. I roll up on the side of the curb and here he comes out of the airport with his like Supreme covered suitcase. (laughs) (laughs) Because you know, that's that's him. And I will never forget this moment. I still saved the picture just because the love story itself was just so beautiful to me and it still is. And so the first time we kissed was like, that was the first thing we did. I got out of my car to like hug him forget the hugging we went that was the best kiss my entire body was electric but that was because of all of the months leading up to that anticipation and it was what an amazing kiss that was like I I'm so happy that I was able to have that That experience at some point in my life you know so think about what that's gonna feel like yeah is he cute though quarantine caking he's cute he's so cute and he's so different than anything that I've oh been my into. God, Angie's fun. I love. I think it's fun. It's innocent. It's pure. It's real. It's not fake. It's not 
drunken filled. You know what I mean? We go out, we go to bars, we meet people at bars, you make out, yeah. and then you're like, what was I thinking? He's like the first one that I'm like, okay, maybe this can work. Because everybody else, I'm so, like, I don't know. I mean, obviously, you guys know I've been hurt, like, so much. And yeah. I just, like, do not trust anyone. And, like, oh few like months ago there was this one guy he was like do you like coffee he dm'd me and i'm like oh he's gonna try to like sell me some coffee thing you know the pyramid schemes and i was like not really he was like well do you like tea and i'm like no he goes well and any other beverages i was like not really i just drink water infused with no fruit and i'm like like missing what i know throw at guys she was lying through her teeth this girl doesn't drink water you're drinking every kind of juice under the water you're right i don't you were lying i thought he was gonna try to sell me something no he wanted to go on a date yes, you like, new generation ass person oh i was like um no thank you and then i just like blocked him really quick because one i wasn't interesting but two like i'm just so scared to date again like i'm traumatized it. guys okay, traumatized. i think there's a combination please please don't take this the wrong way okay i think there's a combination of the trauma but i think there's also a combination of the socially awkwardness and it's not just (laughs) you it's anybody that depends on their phone so hard for communication and you know social cues and certain words and certain Mm -hmm. things and it's not just you yeah I mean I'm guilty too if you're not looking for it so maybe that wasn't the right thing to say is socially awkward but kind of and on both sides no maybe this is just dating specific because I don't want to put you into a certain category because usually you're not socially awkward but you are very much attached to your phone so I'm somebody not. is coming at you and it doesn't, come, in, if it doesn't come you if it doesn't come in the form of all caps and certain emojis <laughs> you don't understand like if there's no eggplant emoji at the end she's like I don't know what you mean oh my gosh <laughs> no I genuinely I thought he was trying to sell me coffee I get so that's many really pyramid funny. schemes in my DMs you don't even know that's really funny yeah. well then your DMs are different <laughs> are a different kind of wet yeah. um okay Krista, you yeah. hear her say this, and you and I are teasing her for generational stuff, but she's in a real life situation sure. that gives her an opportunity to find somebody great on the end sure. of this. What kind of stuff should Angie be talking to? What is he the one trying to sell you coffee? What's his deal? No, 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 no. This is a total different guy. Yeah. The guy I like. Yeah. He's just a guy on Bumble that we matched. I don't know. Okay, but I don't want to just call him Bumble, dude. Like, what does he do? Do you know what his job is? Yeah, let me look at his oh profile. Oh my really god! Quick. Well, I'm we could sorry. start. You there. pretty much just answered the question that you were it's, about to ask. No, because it's complicated. <laughs> What's the question? What's his job? Hold on. I was going to ask you the type of things oh. that she should now be trying to take this very superficial conversation to make it level. Next level. Yeah. Like well, while she's looking for his job, I think first should be like, "What do you do?" I would look. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have it. It's just complicated. Oh, I that, that's out. yes that would be a nice start but <laughs> hold on we're gonna have to edit this because i got it's it okay no i am not no, editing we this. have to no. leave all of this it's okay like no, angie it's okay you're gonna it's fine I, we're just teasing you it's but. like he's chandler bing his name is chandler bing and if this is a generational thing then let me explain chandler bing was on the tv show friends and that's his right. job was complicated that nobody knew what he did so angie's new boyfriend's name and is i don't chandler. know but look at in urban so in cute. urban terms <laughs> We're going to call him Tommy from Martin because there's a show called Martin. Oh, that's the same one. And Tommy ain't had no job, but he but he kind of had one, but nobody knew what it was. <laughs> I know Tommy. I know Tommy too. So your boyfriend's name is Tommy Chandler Bing. Tommy Chandler Bing. God, TM, no, TMB. Are you listening? Yeah. Seriously. TMB. The most basic questions can bring out the most interesting things about people. Literally. So where's your family from? What's your mama do? 
do you have any siblings? Oh, that's great. I don't have any siblings either. I'm an only child. Well, what's it like? You know, being an adult without any siblings, do you get stressed out about taking care of your family by yourself? It leads to bigger conversations that open up different types of personalities that you guys can share. Yeah. What's your favorite cuisine? I love Italian. Oh my God. I can cook yeah. Italian. Oh my God. When this quarantine is over, I would love to make you some bolognese. Let's do it. Pull up. <laughs> Angie could talk to anybody about food for hours. There you go. <laughs> it's that minimalist basic stuff that ends yeah. up leading to those complex conversations. You got to tell him you've got a hidden talent. He needs to tell you a food and you have to tell him what it tastes like. <laughs> Like, we are not doing this. Yeah, we are. Wow. A bite of an Ashaval burger. Mm. Go. Man, I don't know. When you first bite into it. It's like, oh my it's God. It's like the vacation. meat just melts into your mouth. But then the oh. cheese with the meat, it's just so cheesy. And those burgers literally. Shout out our coworker you, Sonic. I don't know. Our yeah, Sonic, Sonic, thank Sonic you. posted the best tweet talking about the wait at Ashaval is about to be three months when all this is over. No, it's not. Because right you now can you can get it for it delivery. Just, yeah, it oh. delivers. And Ashaval delivers. I live right by Ashaval, so you better believe. What? I didn't even think about that. We should had it delivered now. Why did we not get burgers delivered? This is so smart. I don't know. That would have really also comes with the ambiance too, you all. When you oh, go, they play the real to real music. Like, oh, it's so tight. I, know. I love Ashaval. I know. Ambiance is and not that bacon. That bacon oh, is like so good. And, and it melts. My Actually, God. that's really real. I don't know if that I've ever had bacon better. Never. Anywhere. No, I haven't. <gasps> Bavette's. Oh, Bavette's has this bomb. We we got a side of bacon, right? Was it, it, was, no, it was on our salad. It was on our salad. If, if you our are wedge. not from Chicago and you are listening to us speak right now, I know that New York <laughs> does have an Asheville, but if you ever visit Chicago Please and go. if you do come here and if you are from here, then you're going to be like, amen. Honey, I take um, my aunts, my uncles, my cousins <laughs> when they come visit. I've never had better steak in my life than I have since I've moved here to Chicago. Since Bavette's? There, I've been to great steakhouses, Bavettes, and shout out to Gabe again because he's the one he put that us on. they, he put That's us on to Bavettes. Yeah. Bavettes is amazing. So when we are free, when Rona has gone to hell going to and died, and we can block Rona like a little bitch, bye bitch. We are going to Bavettes, <laughs> <laughs> and, no. and we are going to Cheers, and we're going to say bye bitch. <laughs> Bye, Rona. We're going to live. We're going to fantasize about that bacon. Until then, we're going to get skinny. So when we eat it, it won't Snatched. matter. But we, we've talked about a lot. We've had a, a good, a good we've, we've had a lot of stuff. And you know what? I'm glad, though, because I think this is the stuff I've been thinking about that I haven't really told anybody. Like, I'm on the phone with people. You're probably experiencing this, too. But, like, you're hearing about them. And this is some of the stuff you don't necessarily talk about out loud. Oh, right. You know, I just think to myself about this. You think that don't call him. You think, what am I going to say to him? And, and you right now, you're spinning your records finally on a record player. I'm so proud of you for getting it. Thank you. Oh my God, you're my me. Thank you, girl. Oh my God, yes. It's a vibe. I, I'm going to get more records eventually, but right now I'm just listening to Doja Cat. And <laughs> I saw you had Motown's Diana Ross. I want to borrow that yeah, one. Diana by Ross the way. and Lauren Hill. So I just keep playing the same three records. You know, it's good over though. and over and over. But I'm reading and learning about production and the engineers and who put it together and piece it together. So I'm grateful for that intimacy time with the and music. And you know, and I got you on any Mariah vinyl you need. Sweet. I, I got to give doubles. Girl. I got to give it back. Hell yeah! Oh, okay, you okay, give okay. it back. Thank you. <laughs> I'm glad we worked that one out. But side note: if you've never listened to a song on vinyl, there is nothing like music pressed on vinyl. Amen. 
just there's something about not having everything be 100% clear. Right. HD is it's rude. So, and I yeah. think that like Ugh. perfect like clarity is rude. Some things are just better imperfect. It's a vibe, bro. Oh, that was deep. I like that. Um, thank you. Uh, I told you I was going to leave you with one little part of my diary. We kind of covered a lot of this, but um, this is quarantine diaries and I'm literally keeping a diary. And this was the one thing that I'm going to leave you guys with today. Um, Thank you both actually for joining, first of all. Always. And take note of everything you're doing this week because I want to talk about it again next week. Okay. Until especially we can figure out how to get more people on, like, (laughs) (laughs) on computers. But anyway, um, this is what I wrote Dear Diary, I read something that said something along the lines of, You don't have to write that novel. You don't have to create the newest app at this time. You don't have to start a new hobby or even get in the best shape of your life. You just have to get through it. And not that I was going to write a novel. Look at you, you little Gandhi. And those were not my words. I stole those straight off of Instagram. (laughs) Oh, no, no, no. I said I read it somewhere. I vibed off that. Yeah, you're right. But I did too. That's real. But I did too. And something about sometimes going to that like search section on Instagram and like if you find the quotes that kind of go along with everything you've been watching, there's sometimes there's things that really trigger and like hit my soul. And the way that I've been feeling this last week is unmotivated. And that really spoke to me because sometimes you don't have to do anything. You just have to get through it. That's right. So I don't know. Think about that. Or be productive. Either way. We're all in this together. We're staying connected here. Thank you for joining this episode of Quarantine Diaries. More is coming. And if you have any stories you would like to share about what's been going on with you, please write. Write your diary entry. I would love nothing more than to read it on here. You can get me at Nina on the air. Send it. We'll read it. Also, Angie. What am I? Sorry, I had to go check the station. (laughs) Essential workers. Your socials. Oh, so it's on Instagram, Ange, A-N-G, dot... Marie dot D, the letter D. Pause. And yours? <laughs> One more time. No problem. At Krista J3183. That's Krista with the K, J as in Jack, 3183. Okay. Cheers. Cheers to all of you. Please stay safe and we'll talk to you next time. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.